Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Todd Curtis. In late March 2016, Lockheed Martin, a major military defense contractor in the U.S., signed a contract to deliver a dozen hybrid airships, which would have the capability of carrying roughly 20 tons of cargo to areas lacking airports or other infrastructure. On March 31, 2016, I had a conversation with Radio CKTB about this airship design and its potential to fill a gap not currently filled by other transportation modes. Not your ordinary talk show. This is Larry Fedorik on News Talk 610 CKTB. The field of aviation is fascinating, isn't it? If you think it's just over 100 years old or so, uh, really, from when man first flew to now, look at this. Look at the skies, these planes, and, and the planes they're building and, and inventing. And some of them look like spaceships, and there's new, more efficient, lighter materials. We have drones. It's on and on and on. And here, then, amidst all this, Lockheed Martin coming up with a new blimp. It, it seems counterintuitive or going backwards or what the heck is uh, the this blimp. And they've sold 12 of them. It's called a hybrid airship. They sold 12 of them to something called Straight Line Aviation of the U.K. And some of these might even be deployed in Canada's north. Joining us to talk about this hybrid airship, aviation expert, founder of Airsafe.com, Dr. Todd Curtis. Hello, Dr. Curtis. Oh, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on about this. I'm looking at sketches, pictures of this thing, and if I had seen this without knowing that they're actually building them, I would say no. It's science fiction almost. I'd have to agree with you. I thought it was a prototype, a, a, a drawing, artist conception of something rather than something that was actually sold and about to be built. Now, when I say about to be built, they it's probably a couple of years away from seeing these deployed, right? It'll take a while to be deployed, and again, depending on where it's deployed and how they want to sell this around the world, there's also a very long and involved process for uh, approving the design and improving the operation of these uh, airships. So is, when they say hybrid, it would, how would you describe it? Is it part airplane, part blimp? Is it mostly blimp, or what is it? It has lighter-than-air elements, like your Goodyear blimp and your advertising-type blimps, and it also has uh, the ability to... Uh, engage in powered flight. So it has uh, more maneuverability and certainly more carrying capacity than your average advertising blimp. And it's, uh, again, designed for a unique set of circumstances where one needs to have uh, either heavy or oversized cargo going in and out of relatively remote locations, locations that don't have infrastructure like roads or airports already in place. And that's why they said possibly the Canadian North, which got my interest, because, yeah, people build ice highways and do all kinds of things to try and get up way up north. This thing could do it just like that. Exactly. Supplying, for example, remote camps that are doing oil or mineral extraction, or for obvious military purposes, if you have to supply some remote location, uh, again, over great distances and under uh, trying conditions, this could fill a gap. That's not exactly filled by larger aircraft or by road transport, especially if you don't have the extensive road system connecting it, in Canada's case, with the populated areas of Canada. This can haul 20 metric tons of cargo. Uh, How does that compare to, like, a a big aircraft supply carrier? Well, again, it depends on what kind of aircraft we're talking about. If you're talking about the very specialized cargo aircraft, I'm thinking the Antonov 124 in particular. 
It's about the size of a C-5 galaxy, the U.S. military transport. And there are quite a few of these in use for civilian purposes around the world. And they have been quite useful for resupplying uh, businesses as varied as Boeing. They've had them fly uh, engines into Boeing's plant in Seattle and to supply uh, construction sites around the world. But again, like any other large aircraft, it has disadvantages in that you have to have some sort of prepared runway. Uh, imagine, if you will, a, a year or so ago when Ebola was very problematic in parts of West Africa. In Liberia, there were literally a couple of airports that had runways that could support large jet air aircraft. If you had something like this, uh, you'd only have to have it based out of, let's say, one city, but you can have it go off into the hinterlands without having to worry about airports. Because apparently it can land on almost anything and be stable once it lands. Uh, it doesn't need any prepared, not even a prepared uh, helipad or whatever, you know what I mean? Well, it would have to have sufficient space to settle down and offload and onload cargo. But again, uh, if you can get around the problem of finding a, a way to get it there, finding, uh, solving the problem of finding space enough to set, set this down, that's not going to be a problem in most parts of the world. And this thing can carry this heavy equipment, they say up to 20 metric tons, some of this heavy equipment fully assembled, basically. So if you need the big uh, front-end loader, you just drive it on and drive it off, so to speak. Uh, it, absolutely. And again, even with the largest aircraft, going back to the Antonov-124 or the C-5, although these are wide aircraft, wider than, your, than a 747, you still have the disadvantage of some machinery you would have to partially or fully disassemble. Uh, for example, uh, the President of the United States flies around the world, and when he does, there are military cargo aircraft that take helicopters and other support equipment. Uh, even though they have the best equipment from the U.S. Air Force to help them, there are some things, such as the smaller helicopters the president flies in, that have to be partially disassembled. Now, depending on how this current design or the follow-on designs may work, you could have something where an extra-wide piece of cargo, again, uh, drilling rigs, other equipment, uh, fully capable aircraft, could be rolled on, rolled off, which means you would have very, very little prep time in the field to get up and running. Well, is there enough of a market out there? I mean, it seems like we've conquered the world. Now, I, I agree there are places in the world we can't quite get to, and we need to get there. Uh, but are there that many that you can – somebody's going to need 12 of these is, is my point? Well, that that is a, the, a big-time question for the investors because, obviously, if they guess right, uh, once these are in the field – once potential customers see the value of them, you can either have a rush of people with uh, orders to use these, in which case 12 won't be enough, or the investors will uh, lose their shirts on this. And there's also the unknown of a, a market or several markets where price is not an object. That is, it's not a question of doing something uh, economically, but rather doing something with some kind of capability. For example, a military situation where a military customer may not care that it costs upwards of $1,000 a pound to deliver something. Having the capability to deliver that something to a remote location could be worth a lot more than $1,000 a pound. Interesting. Well, the number they had here, 12 of these purchased for a collective $480 million. That sounds like a bargain to me. That sounds like... Compared to, compared to a heavy-lift aircraft, for example, a 747-8 uh, in a cargo configuration... Uh, you could spend that much money on much less than five of those. 
So getting 12 vehicles that could fill a niche that cannot even be filled by a 747 or C-5 or any other cargo aircraft could be well worth the money. It's interesting. And you believe the technology is there, that they can take 20,000 metric tons and 20 people and and lift it off the ground and fly it at 100 clicks an hour, which is about what it goes, and, and land it safely without it, you know, puncturing, uh, being affected by wind. It's They've taken care of all of that, I guess. Well, you, you, you basically had the key question there. There's the technical capability of to do it, which I believe they do have that, given the specifications that I did see about this vehicle. But what is unknown is whether or not this can be done reliably, efficiently, and economically. And there could be some unexpected uh, circumstances or unexpected problems with the development and operation of these vehicles that could drive the price up so high that it may not be viable. Now, although it's a much different technology, uh, take in, for an example, the uh, U.S. Space Shuttle Program. When it was being touted by the contractors and the various government agencies that were supporting it, they were arguing that, oh, these shuttles can be cycled through, launched every couple of weeks, we could have 100 flights a year, this will be a great thing to happen. Well, as it turns out, there were barely a little bit over, I believe, 130 flights total over the entire time of the program. Uh, the of the five vehicles that were built, two of them were lost in accidents. And for obvious reasons, that it was a technology that was obviously first-rate, but not one that could be reliably sustained, especially sustained without risking life and limb. Those are key points. Wow, this is so interesting. I'm, I'm hoping we get a chance to talk about this more as this project develops uh, in the future. Dr. Curtis, thank you so much. Well, thank you again for having me. Dr. Todd Curtis, aviation expert. He's actually the founder of airsafe.com. This thing is massive. It's, it really looks like out of a comic book. It's, uh, you know, the length of a football field, I guess, at least, and, and how many meters wide. It's... Uh, Incredible, incredible that they could get all this tonnage up there. And then and you always think that it's this big blimp is going to land somewhere. And, and oh, we landed on a cactus. Psh, all the air. <laughs> I mean, I know it's tougher than that, but you, you just think about it's supposed to be able to land almost anywhere, even on water, and stay stable for the unloading of the cargo and then just hover back up again, if you will. The blimp, the hybrid airship from Lockheed Martin. For more information on airline safety and security, please visit airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.